welcome to the podcast. Now you're probably wondering, where have we guys been? We've been away for quite a long time. But uh, that was because someone was on holiday, correct? Uh, that's right. I was on holiday and this has actually been quite uh, an adventurous year. Also a year that, is ha- that has seen many, many things happen in our personal life, professional life. So we've taken these little gaps here and there. We do apologize. It's been a busy year. It's been a busy year. That's a very right. busy year. And I think it wouldn't sound right if we didn't say it formally. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters. And we're everything else in between. Swagatam. So where should we start from? Shall we talk about your holiday? Uh, I suppose we could. It's been a couple of weeks since I got back and... Um, I, I say holiday, but you it was going home. It was going home. And we've talked about this many, many times on the podcast before. We're lucky enough. Many of us are lucky enough to call two countries, two continents, two places home. And I'd like to think I'm, I'm one of them. Um, so, yeah, I went home to India to see my mom and dad, my sister, my brother-in-law. You know, I don't know. Is it lucky or is it unlucky that you live miles and miles? You live oceans apart. You can't yeah, just, if you look at it that way, you then can't I just pop in there. That's true. Know, on a whim. That's true. Uh, unlucky in that respect, but also lucky because uh, you get to live in two different continents, discover things about two different countries, cultures, integrate with. Uh, uh, as we, I suppose we're going to talk about that later as well. Integrate with a society which is um, a lot different from what you're accustomed to, perhaps. But you, you savor it all that much more when you go back, I yes. take it. And it was slightly different this year because A, I went on my own. B, I went mainly to see my mum who was recovering from surgery. Touch wood. By God's grace, she's doing well. Um, C, it was only for two weeks. Many people might just say two weeks is enough. But no, not really. When you're going back to see your family, uh, your friends. And uh, so I pretty much stayed at home. I didn't go out much. And it was really wonderful I don't so know whether what in your pajamas and just kind coming to you yes and your mum your mum cooking for you yeah mum has a cook so mum supervising a lot of things cooking a lot of things herself mum dad family friends uh, did you make a list when you have someone cooking for you and you have a professional cook um you can always kind of list your favorite dishes. And anyway, my mom knows what I love. What so, is it? Tell us also. What is uh, it? What's your favorite kind of dishes? You know, I like, guess. Let me guess. Can I guess? Is it Chinese? It's Chinese, but not home-cooked Chinese. It's my special dolls that my mother makes, Bengali things that I don't get to make myself because A, I don't know, and B, I mean, it's, you know, not something that the rest of you have a taste for because I haven't made it enough. So certain dals, it's my mum's dahi vada, it's uh, dosa and idli and chutney that my mother's cook makes, it's all these fish curries, it's chicken stew that my dad makes. So there's a whole lot of dishes which I don't make myself. And Your parents have retired to South India, so there must be a lot of dosas and um, yeah, idlis they, in, they that, are. in that region. They are, but nothing like home-cooked uh, dosa, idli, chutney, freshly made sambar. Um, so food is a very big part of going home and savoring the delights of my childhood. Thinking of my mother made narkol nadu, which is nariyal ke laddu, uh, which has different names all around the country. But Bengalis would identify what I'm talking about. They would identify with what I'm talking about. And these are just small things that, you know, you've grown up eating, 
and uh, even a one bite takes you back to your childhood or to special memories so so yeah i was away for 2 weeks and uh, it was it just went by very quickly do you spend your day chit-chatting or watching tv serials or mm, we didn't watch any tv at all reading books talking about books talking about what we are up to what they are up to my parents are also at that point in their lives where you know they're aging so obviously we're talking about um uh retirement homes in india we're talking about do they have retirement homes in so india so now there are apparently loads of retirement homes that are coming along and my mom and dad actually this feels like a new phenomenon it me. is a new phenomenon and My mom and dad have, for the longest time, divided their time between Pondicherry and Bangalore. For those who know, and uh, you know how when you get to a certain age, that then you do not want to commute so much. You do not want to deal with the hassle of kamvali aayi ki nahi, driver aayega ki nahi, khana aaj banega ki nahi. So all of these things, I think we're all in that age and stage in our lives where I've just turned fifty, so a lot of things are hitting me now, and uh, even with my parents, you know, they're in that. phase now where i think their health their mental well-being and their comforts come first it's not that you know you need to have a very hectic social life it's not that these are the most paramount things these are the most important things you know um talk about my mom and dad also visit india now and then quite regularly and um, they live in pune and they've got the most wonderful i would what would i call it I'll call it a club yeah you know, it's a, it's a club that uh, the members of where they show the latest movies every saturday they have brunch they um they they sw- they don't need go swimming but there's a swimming pool mm. there's a wonderful library yeah so uh, it's a great day out the only thing is that um it's a good 5 10 minute walk up a hill so mm. they're a bit reluctant to go unless there's something really good going on yeah but, but i suppose it's nice. a good way of keeping uh, you know elderly citizens occupied giving them something to look forward to bringing like-minded people together and they're all chit-chatting about the same things about their ailments about their grandchildren about who's doing what about which medicine they may have tried and enjoyed about yoga um, it's essentially the same things that you know they're talking about but it's good to see community living and i think it kind of helps fills them with positivity when you're hearing about stories or celebrating you know milestones not just in your own family but with others this uh, club i'm talking about the first time i went there i thought oh my god it's a bit over the top it was very your favorite word ostentatious and very lush mm. i mean they spent a good deal of money on it mm. but i thought do people really use all those facilities maybe they do yeah maybe there's a young crowd that goes there that you're not aware of yeah that i didn't see yeah maybe it could well be so trip home After 3 weeks away to Kenya I mean uh, it's uh, it feels as though I've been away a lot this summer and that's also part of the reason why yeah, our so podcast has not a quick been, trip to Kenya but a trip to Kenya and then a quick trip then home. a quick trip to India I mean I was away for the last 2 months I've been away for 5 weeks 5 6 5 weeks um which is a long time to be away but I think it it it's I'm taking it all in my stride because I do feel you turn 50 only once Kenya was planned Kenya was a celebration India was more to go and look up mom and dad and to kind of really be with them in at times when they needed me a and b to celebrate your 50 to celebrate my 50 yeah. yeah so that's that now you mentioned um, something about um, integration didn't yes. you what did you say that 
there are some people who are lucky to be able to call two countries, two continents home. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? Because yeah. uh, uh, for those that don't know, in England, uh, United Kingdom, in the last two, three days, our Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, Suella Braverman, have I said it right? Suella I have Bra- no idea. It is Suella Braverman. She's, her, not my, her, she's not my most favourite politician. Her real name is Suellen, by the way. Yeah. So, our Home Secretary has said that multiculturalism doesn't work. What is that supposed to mean? Well, what is uh, what first of all is multiculturalism? It's basically what um, distinct ethnic and cultural groups getting along together. Mm. Yeah, it's, that's the basic definition. I yeah. Uh, so she says that um, it's just not right in this country, which I disagree with. I think um, I can only talk about London. I think it's a beautiful melting pot of diverse, different cultures. Uh, distinct ethnic and cultural groups, you know, all coming together. Now, her argument is probably that these different groups don't integrate. Mm. And it's true in a way, there are obviously going to be certain pockets where... But I'm not sure where she's going with this. What is she even saying? It doesn't work so? The solution is what? Do not have people of other ethnicities come to this country? Or what is she even suggesting? I don't see her point there. It's a good point. Write in and tell us because you're right. Maybe she's talking about the refugees coming in. and Yeah, she has had quite a strong line on that. And I know, I know that opinion is divided on that as well. Whilst there's one half that says that Britain has always been a very compassionate country. And it is a very, I still do think it's a very tolerant country very compared tolerant to many, many, many other yes, countries. Yes, and they've always uh, been on the front line of helping others, of, you know, welcoming uh, um, refugees and those who are g- genuinely suffering from... Uh, uh, hardships hardships from now, in from various parts of the world culturally historically Britain has always taken the lead in showing the way but there there's also a section of people who say that you know resources are limited and uh, yes there is a strain on the NHS on, on every on housing yeah, on every That's department true. and unless you take a realistic call on how many people you are going to be able to support uh, you know but I think the irony, and it is irony, is actually the correct word, is that she is from an ethnic minority. The herself. product of multiculturalism. You Absolutely. Know, um, I think it's Goan Kenyan uh, parents, Mauritian, Mauritian parents, yeah. married to a Jewish uh, gentleman. Yeah. So she's very multicultural. She's the epitome of you know what it's like. And talking about uh, ethnic ethnicity is not working. The prime minister is Hindu. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all you can't really knock it there. And I personally like these uh, pockets of uh, one of our arguments is that you've got certain pockets where people don't integrate. That going to South Hall is very, we can only talk about London here. South Hall is very Punjabi. Yeah. Wembley is very Gujarati. But I love going to these places now and then uh, to imbibe the culture as such. Eat something there, eat something there. It's nice. It's a great day out. Yeah. But also to kind of, you know, imbibe the culture yes but that is your own culture uh, as I well. mean I really enjoy going you, there yeah it's you're talking I, as if, like an outsider that you know oh I don't like to live there but I like to go there and dip in and out of Punjabi and Gujarati food and culture every when it catches my fancy that's not like no that leads me on to another point to the point that we are looking f- at it from a different perspective we're yeah, looking at it because as Asians yeah. who live here I, I present 99% I, I presume 99% of most Asians will agree with Multiculturalism, absolutely. But if you're a white English person who's lived here all their life, yeah, and suddenly you see all your houses 
there's there's no housing. Yeah. More and more immigrants are, are flooding into the system. Yeah. It, I'm sure it is a bit annoying. Yeah. To put it mildly. That's true. I mean, your opinion on multiculturalism and what you think society ought to be will always be colored by your own ethnicity your own ethnic roots we can only see it a certain way because we are british asians and uh, i mean for the longest time i considered myself an asian in britain not even a british asian and i could clearly see the wonderful things about this country the wonderful things that society or again we are probably biased because we're looking at it only from a london perspective but that's the only uh, experience have, yeah, yeah that's the only experience we have and i think that london is one of those most beautiful cities where the language the culture the dialogue the dialect uh, it, it, the, i know they say that about india but even here you don't have to go far to get a glimpse of uh, various cultures from around the world there are people living side by side there are people living happily together and whether it's asians africans people from we other parts a, of the world around the corner from us we have a lovely uh, turkish community a turkish community greek community you look yeah. at you know people from around the world who made the city their home but uh, maybe london is an exception london uh, i think you is you know an if you go and live in some rural countryside place yeah. it might be Yeah, there might be know, people who are not as enlightened or as... It might be very racist for all we know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something we get asked about a lot, by the way. When I go back in, in to India, a lot of my friends ask me about racism and they say that we've heard that Britain is a racist country. Have you ever had, in, you know, occasions where you felt that you were discriminated against? And to that, I always say that I think London is one of those extremely enlightened, welcoming and... Um, One, one, London is a society that is fueled by different communities. Well, when someone asks me, I've heard that uh, London or England is a very racist country. Yeah. Some, someone in India asks me, I always say, oh, I've heard that India is also a pretty racist country yeah. sometimes. Yeah, that's true. So it depends on your perspective. It depends on your personal experience. And I think only good things can come from us being open to... good elements from various cultures by good elements i mean of course there are always going to be people who will say that you know a certain section of society are a burden on society because they don't you know pull together they don't uh, really work as sincerely and diligently as they should work everybody should really be able to contribute to um They have, large, they have a large majority of unemployed people. Unemployed people, those who are on benefits, those who are taking more from the State, system than yeah. kind of giving back to it. And that's always going to be an argument. But to kind of put it down very bluntly to just your ethnicity, I think is a very... It's wrong. It's a it's dangerous path to, yeah. to go down. Yeah, it is wrong. So there you go. So I'm, I would like the Home Secretary to explain a little bit better. And even though she says that it's not working and people are not integrating, essentially what she's saying is that I think communities should make a bit more of an effort to kind of integrate into the mainstream. But that also begs the question, what is the mainstream now? If there are so many people of different ethnicities contributing to what Britain is today in every field, whether it is politics, whether it is education, whether it is the medical sciences, whether it is academia, whatever it is, if there are so many people, non-white British people, contributing to the fabric of society and making it a better place to live in. Yeah, apart from, apart from main, mainstream media. Apart from mainstream media, which is well, uh, where Asians are know about desperately underrepresented. We know that. 
But apart from that, if we are making great strides in every other profession and actually contributing to what the country stands for today, I mean, surely you shouldn't be pointing at communities, but you should be pointing at individuals. But this is a very cyclical cycle. Every couple of years, it kind yeah. of rears its ugly head, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. But I think the benefits of multiculturalism far outweigh whatever the the setbacks might be or whatever the challenges might be. Well, I think we've done a very deep uh, podcast today. With, uh, yeah. Uh, should we... End on a lighter note? Yeah, should we just steer it in a different direction? Well, I'm using the word steer yeah. because I'm leading you into uh, something that you're going broadcast. to do this week. Yeah, a special broadcast that I'm quite uh, excited about, looking forward to. Now, I've never been on a cruise and we are going to be broadcasting from a cruise ship. First of all, OBs or outside broadcasts are always exciting. Yes, because you're broadcasting from outside the studio. You're live in a location. You're normally at, you know, covering a, an exciting event, whether it is the Royal Ascot or whether it is a, an awards ceremony or whether it is a film gala premiere. Uh, it's always fun. But this time around, it's going to be broadcasting from aboard a ship which is going to be docked in Southampton. It's been voted one of the best cruises for the last two, three years. So it is absolutely spectacular. For anyone who's listening abroad, Southampton, if you remember correctly, I think, is where the Titanic left from, wasn't it? Is where the Titanic sailed from. It is one of the major ports. Oh, sorry, of the UK. sailed from. Whatever I said, left, left from. Yeah, left from. Yeah, there. it's one of the major ports of the UK, and we're going to be on board this ship. Sadly, we're going to be doing the broadcast, and then it'll set sail to the Canary Islands or some exotic place. We're not going to be going there. But the fact is that they're trying to kind of highlight, especially to uh, the Asian community, just how amazing cruising can oh, they've be. They've just discovered Asians can buy a lot of cruising has a bad image. People think that it's only for retired uh, Buddha buddhis, which is probably true to a certain extent because they are because the they've, ones, got, they've got the time. They've got the time and the money, right? The money. So they paid off their mortgages, their kids have all flown the nest and they're set up for life but, so they can afford to but do that's it. the thing like if i had to go on a cruise i mean i love the idea of a cruise and um, bank, i don't these banquets but i'm willing to be it's persuaded. wonderful it sounds wonderful but i don't think i could do you know people do a month. 15 days a month i don't yeah. think i could do that yeah i just get go out but then we have been told that this ship has 15 decks so it is like having a 15 story amusement arcade on board the ship and they say that as soon as you board the ship and get on board, because you've got so many shops and restaurants and sh so much entertainment and so much going on every in on every level, that it's very easy to forget that you're actually on a ship. You feel that you're in some fantastic new city or town or, you know, place where all your favorite things have all been put together in one place until, of course, the ship, a ship actually starts sailing. And there, apparently, these guys say that there's a viewing deck which gives you a, a panoramic view of the ocean that from 300 three, 360 feet, degree. Oh. 300 feet above the deck the bottom deck or should i say from sea level you get a panoramic view well, of this the ocean a, this would be a good time to find out whether you're seasick or not yeah well if you got the sea legs sailor yeah but it's 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 going to be exciting because i think i've never done this before and from the, by the, from the sound of it, from the number of forms that we had to fill in and the amount that has been uh, uh, promised to us. We're apparently going to have a formal breakfast. We're going to have a proper lunch on board. We're going to be shown all the fabulous things. Well, not all, but in, in a couple of hours, we're going to be shown like a 
state-of-the-art spa we're going to be shown a cinema room and apparently they've got deep diving simulators on the ship so you're actually not really deep diving into the ocean but you're deep diving deep diving into a pool on the ship how bizarre is that which gives you the impression all this means nothing to me are you going to sit on the captain's table with a bottle of rum oh sorry is that a captain or is that a, a pirate mm, I, i can't no remember but uh, yeah it's it's going to be fun it's going to be exciting so we've got a lot going on um and we're hoping that life would have found some sort of a rhythm now that autumn is almost knock knock knocking on our door it's going to be halloween soon diwali dashera or navratri all the festivities are going to kick off and uh um, and your durga puja durga puja of course so yeah hopefully we should be back uh, more regularly with with many more episodes of what we are up to and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, maybe you can tell us what to talk about because we 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 talk very general topics. It's yes. very um, generic. Yes. Which is a good thing. I don't like to, you know, we could go the other way and talk about what we did this week, which many podcasters do. And we have I'm looking at your picture they came we went. Oh, can I just add one more thing? Yeah. We went it's always lovely to discover new things. And we went to this beautiful dilapidated old church which has now been turned into London's new buzzing food hall it's been converted into a food hall you're talking about mercato of course uh it's in uh, it's very close to oxford street it's yeah. um mayfair it's in mayfair yeah. and it was absolutely mercato Mer- metropolitan or something like that the name is officially i don't know what it's been it doesn't matter there's many food halls huh. all of them are beautiful yeah. i'm just talking about the fact that it was a converted church yeah Yeah and um I just thought it was exquisite. See because you're sitting there. I know that it's been renovated but it looks like it's a old ruined church with stained glass windows. Yeah. And um you've got what was probably the pulpit is now a, a section of um wine bars. Yeah. craft beer. You got That's food good. from around the world. Well, I say yeah. around the world, but mostly Italian. You, you had you had Vietnamese. You had uh, ramens and babans, didn't you? Yeah, not bao bao babans. Babans. Yeah. That shows you how much I know about Vietnamese food. Is it Vietnamese or Korean? It Korean is Korean food. Vietnamese. But um, I really have to improve my It's knowledge. more for the ambience, really, because it is quite bizarre and spectacular at the same time when you're sitting in the middle of a church where stained glass windows, the, they're just so beautiful, so overpowering. and yet you're sitting and having food and drink i mean this takes me back about 10 years ago uh, not too far from us there used to be an old church which had become a, a pub chain oh yes yeah so we used to we used to sit there but it wasn't as spectacular and uh, as elegant as this one you know this was it's all its grandeur it's yeah. just beautiful yeah i'm just surprised that you know like they allowed it no i think the church had been disbanded many many years ago and they yeah. sold the the land but they kept it with its original some of its original features, features i presume yeah 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 and if you're into architecture it's a beautiful place to a beautiful sight to behold yeah or if you're into food or if you're into food or if you're into taking instagram photos and plastering them on social media just to say look how beautiful this place is or if you're into shopping the oxford street and want to have a quick break yes there's so many things you can do that's true on that note On that note should we say goodbye we should set sail we should set sail very good are uh, you going to say uh, all the standard things we say like please rate subscribe listen rate subscribe recommend follow us on social media and tell us what we should talk about yeah and if you want to tell us uh, what to talk about how what's the best way to tell us shabby man podcast on instagram, instagram or facebook 
I don't actually use You're Facebook. in charge of both, so I have no idea. Um, I hardly use Facebook. One day you're on Instagram. I, I do like Instagram and I'm still, uh, call me old fashioned, I'm not going to say X. I still use Twitter. Are okay. we on TikTok as well? I think we are. Well, there you go then. Okay then. Bye-bye, Bonnie. Yeah. Bye now. Bye-bye.